Praise the Lord. Amen. Now listen, I need your prayers this morning. I'm going to preach different than what I usually preach. Well, I say that, and the Holy Ghost is going to get a hold of me, and I ain't even going to know I wrote all this other stuff down. <laughs> but God put something, laid something on my heart. You know what time of the year it is. Amen. Two more weeks, we'll be having Easter Sunday, but God spoke to me and said we need to start getting ready for it. And I'm hoping God's going to let me preach in John right on up to the crucifixion in two weeks. That's what I'm hoping. I don't know that. But uh, you just pray for us this morning because uh, I'm used to preaching with hardly any notes or hardly anything. And I'll tell you something, that messes me up. But God said use it. So you just pray for us this morning because I've got a great, great word that just blessed my heart studying this week for. And uh, the title, if I titled it, it'd be Christ's Last Will and Testament. Christ's Last Will and Testament. If you will, turn to John 14. My favorite scripture is John 14, 1 through 6. That's my most favorite scripture in the Bible. But God pointed me toward verse 7. We're going to read, and it's going to be lengthy. I'm not going to ask you to stand this morning because we're going to read verse 7 through 31. And I want to share something with you that I've never looked at it this way before. God showed me something different about this chapter this way. I've read this chapter I am not exaggerating probably 500 to 1,000 times in my life because this is my favorite chapter in the, in the Word of God because God, God gave me His promise, amen? In chapter 14, He gave me His promise, amen? And because He said that, not your heart be true, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. We're not so what I told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Well, that's what we've always preached mostly on. Every funeral we do, that's usually, we usually at least quote that scripture once. But we're going to begin with verse 7 today. And I, I, I want to show you Christ's last will and testament. There's a lot of things Christ left in his will and testament. But there's four major things that I found. Four nuggets I found in this scripture. Let's read. John 14, 7 says, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us, sufficeth us, suffices it, don't matter, amen. Y'all know what it says. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. 
I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Listen to what the Word of God saying, church. Amen. I could shout praises to God just reading. This is such. Hallelujah. Did I get 17? 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Hallelujah. He's in us. Amen. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He will prove himself. He will come to live. Amen. Judas saith unto him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Did y'all hear that? Listen to what that's saying. If a man love me, he will keep my words. And if my Father... And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We'll make a home with him. Amen. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Listen to this word. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace. I give unto you not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto my Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. Jesus was going away. But that the world, verse 31, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Take us, use us now for your honor and glory, Lord. Fill us full of the Holy Ghost, dear God. Touch each and every heart that's here this morning. Have your will and your way. I pray, God, that everyone will leave here today, God, knowing that their heart's right, dear God, and that they're ready to go. I thank you. I love you. Have your way in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Christ's last will and testament. Amen. And I just want to show you what God gave me through this scripture. Amen. This week. And, and I, want, I want to tell you about a parable to start with. Uh, I, and I'd read this. They were, there was a rich man. And, and had everything. And I mean had anything that a man would want. Not Luke chapter 16 rich man. But this is a parable of a rich man. But there was a poor man lived close to him. Okay. Well, the rich man loved the poor man. The poor man loved the rich man. The poor man couldn't do nothing to help the rich man. But when the rich man got older, he went to a lawyer and he made out a will. And in his will, he left most everything to this poor man. Well, a lawyer come, told the poor man, said, you need to come to the reading of this man's will. Well, he loved him so much that he left him most everything that he had. And I want to tell you folks something. Christ came to this earth. 
And he died for you and me. And he made out a wiggle. We are the children of a king. If you've been truly washed in his blood. And the Lord's going to have to help me get through this. Because I tell you. It blesses my heart just to think. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm a child of the king. Amen. And he's made out a will. And, and I found four nuggets here in this word. He's left us a whole lot of things. I, I know that he didn't leave me silver and gold and, and, and loads of money. And he did. I just got to go find it and get it. Amen. But he left me some things that's greater than all of this. And I want to show you four things in this scripture that God has left me. Amen. And I want you to, right here it's talking about, Jesus is trying to explain to his disciples, they're in the upper room. And he just showed them in the upper room, told them about, I've got a place prepared for you guys. You've got to understand me and God and the Holy Ghost are one. See, Jesus is trying to get them to understand, Nathan, that he's one. That they are a trinity, that they are three, but they are one. And you say, preacher, do you fully understand that? No, and I won't till I die and ask Jesus. That's exactly how it means. I understand that they are one. And I understand that they are three, but see, in common sense, that don't make no sense how you can be three and how you can be one, but they are. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. But look on down to verse 12 there after Jesus was trying to explain this to Philip and to his disciples. I want to show you the first thing God left us. He left us power. Listen to me, church. If you're here and you're a child of the king, if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, he left you power. When you was washed in the blood, amen, you received Christ as your Savior. You was filled with the Holy Ghost of God, amen, and you received that power. But I want to show you what kind of power he gave you. Listen to what it says in verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you. i got to try to stay up here and preach this, amen. The way I got it wrote down. And y'all know how hard that is for Brother Jeff, don't you? Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. How can we do greater works than Jesus? Because I go unto my Father. He said, because I go. See, that's the answer. He went to his Father. Amen. Amen. Listen. We, we have seen folks healed here. We've seen, amen, twice we've seen the cripple get up and walk, amen. We've seen God do great, great miracles here. But you know what I think Jesus is talking about here? I believe it's overlooked so much. I believe right here what Jesus is talking about, you've got the power within you to get down on your knees and to pray with somebody and for them to look up at you and say, Jesus just came into my heart. I'll tell you something, church. There's nothing no greater in this world. Amen. I can't tell you how many hundreds or maybe even thousands of times that I've got to bow down just the other night at guest. Amen. When I had them look up at me and say, I just received Christ as my Savior. Amen. We preached at Henniger one time, and 48 of them got saved. There's about 12 or 14. I got to hear, look up, three of them at one time praying with me. And all three of them said, oh, I received Jesus as my personal Savior. You know what Jesus meant when he said greater things you will do? Oh, I cannot tell you. The only thing that was greater than that to me was when I said, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life. And when he did, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Now, me getting my wife was the second greatest. And then my children, now my grandbaby. But the greatest thing that ever happened was salvation. Amen. Amen. 
But you know what power we got within us, church? We got the power within us that we've been telling and preaching about we're going to get outside these four walls. We got the power within us that when we're up here at food land, somebody comes by our brother and you can tell them, say, you know Jesus as your Savior. Amen. You wouldn't want to start out like that. But what I'm talking about is you get on into a conversation, the Lord will open up the doors for you to witness to them and even pray with them. I prayed with them at Walmart. I prayed with them in the middle, middle of outer intersection, down on my knees with wrecks and cops all around me. I prayed with them at the golf course and seen them saved, church. They can be saved if you've got the power within you. And if you're truly washed in the blood, that power's in you. Amen. I could preach on that all day long. But we got three more things to cover. Hallelujah. There's nothing like They just sing about it. His presence, his power, amen. There's nothing like the power of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Lord, the mercy. Amen, that done covered a whole page. Amen, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Then I want you to go on down to the next verse. He said, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Listen, listen how powerful this is. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. We got the gift of power. He, he willed to us power as his children. But he give us the gift of prayer. He give us the gift of word. We could pray. We could ask the Father for anything. Amen. Does he not say in Psalms he'll even give us the desire of our hearts? Amen. But I want to show you something. Hear what this says. He said that the Father may be glorified in Son. There's two things here that I realized in this scripture. We got to pray in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you're praying and you're not saying in, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You may as well not even pray that prayer. Because you're praying. Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. Amen. And when you pray, you're talking to Jesus and he's telling God what's going on. He's telling God what you're praying for. Many a times, Jesus has pled my case. Many a times, when I was out backslid on God, Jesus pled my case. Amen. And I thank God for that. But he's sitting on the right hand for you and I this morning. And when I give the invitation here in a little bit, amen, and the Holy Spirit starts doing this to you, and you get up and you walk down here to this altar, and you get down and you say, Lord Jesus. He says, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Amen. He says, there you are. I'm listening. What do you want me to tell my father? Amen. That's just how it works. No different. I know that's what God and Jesus does because they love us that much. He gives us the gift to be able to ask, to be able to pray. Amen. And to ask Jesus, no, for anything. But you know what? It's got to glorify God. He tells me here in this verse that the father may be glorified in the son. He is not only in Jesus' name, but our prayer needs to glorify God. You say, well, what if I'm sick and I'm dying of cancer? Pray that God will heal you so you can go out and go to work for him and glorify him. Amen. Maybe, maybe you've lost your voice and, and, and you can't sing or you can't testify. Go pray for God to give you that voice back so you can get up and testify for the first time and bless some heart. Did Brother Chris's testimony not bless your heart? 
I'm kind of like the disciples when Jesus was walking with them. After he died, amen, he'd come back. They said, did our hearts not burn within us? Well, I'm going to tell you, Brother Chris, while you're testifying, my heart was burning, brother. That's when you know the Holy Ghost of God is flowing from breast to breast and it's working on the whole body. If you come to this church and you don't feel the Holy Ghost of God, it's your fault. I'm telling you something, church. We prayed all week long, all day yesterday, all morning long for the Holy Ghost to touch this place. For the Holy Ghost to move on everybody in here. As I prayed a while ago, you shouldn't leave here the same way you came. You shouldn't leave, amen, glorifying God in some way. Amen. I thank God for the power, for the glorious power he gave me. But I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like getting in my car. Oh, and I pray every time I go. I don't know how I get anywhere, brother. I don't know. Amen. I get in my car, and I go to talking to Jesus. Amen. No matter what. Lord, I pray for my family about 20 times a day, 10 times a day, just over and over and over. Keep that edge of protection about them, Lord. Is that my Father's will? Yes, it is. Is my Father glorified through that prayer? Yes, he is. Amen. Whew. Lord, we could preach on that all day. I got to get on. Amen. We got power. We got, amen. He gave us, he left in his will not only power, but prayer. To be able to pray. Not only to be able to pray. Amen. But he left us the promise. Don't you skip down to verse 16. Now I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be hard for me to preach this. I could preach this all day. Matter of fact, I preached it on the life. There's some people, I, I started writing a book on it, and I need to finish it, the one that's left out. The Holy Ghost of God. He said, I go away, but I'll send you a comforter, what? That will abide with you, what? Forever. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Church, the third thing he willed and left to us. Is awesome. It is so awesome. It's how we feel the presence of our Lord and Savior. He give us power. He give us the honor of being able to pray and to ask. Amen. But he filled us with the Holy Ghost of God. You know what stirred me up when Brother Chris was up there testifying? The Holy Ghost of God got to boiling up, bubbling up in me. Started down at the bottom of my feet. Boy, and it went to bubble it up. And I tell you, it was all I could do to stand here. And I tell you, I would have shouted if God would have allowed it. Amen. When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you'll do things that you never thought you'd do before in your life. Then after you get through them, you'll think, boy, I made a fool out of myself, didn't I? Amen. And several told me the other day they never heard me shout like that. I've been shouting like that all my life. Amen. I've even run out the doors a few times in the parking lot with it pouring down rain. Amen. Been known to do it. Been known to preach on top of the building a time or two. I've been known to even get up on the top of the church and crow like a rooster. They had my picture in the paper, Scottsboro Times. Amen. Crowing like a rooster. Amen. I wasn't chicken. Amen. Amen. But see, God give us the promise. He give us the power. He give us the gift to pray. Amen. But he give us the promise. He said, I'll go away, but I'm sending you a comforter. Jesus just touched about a hundred mile radius. Now it touches around the world. Hallelujah. I can take this phone I got in my hand. 
Amen. And I can check on the churches that's over in Africa that we're connected with. Amen. I can check with what, what was the brother's name that came here and preached for us. Amen. I can't remember his name right now. Amen. But I can check with him. I got his email, got his phone number, and I can find out how many bicycles he bought and give out this week. And it's all the way around the world. Amen. I can do that. But see, here's the thing about it. I can put this phone up and I can pray for him. And I don't need that phone. The Holy Ghost said, Victor, Victor, victorious. Said, Victor, Brother Jeff from New Life Ministries is praying for you. And you know what? He knows it. Amen. I thank God for the Holy Ghost, and I could preach on it and preach on it and preach on it. I could get on Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, and I could go on and go on. And I am going to read you something before I quit. Amen. Now, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to. Amen. I'm going to read it to you. Amen. There was a time when we were lost sinners. Listen to what I'm saying. Someone entered our hearts and told us that we were lost and pointed and pointed us to the Lamb of God. Who did it? It was the Holy Spirit convicting us to sin. Then we passed from death unto life. We were saved. We were born again. We were given a new nurture. Our feet were set up on the road to heaven. Who did it? The Holy Spirit. Then someone sealed us until the day of redemption. Listen to the church. So that we would never be lost again. Who did it? It was the Holy Spirit. Then we needed someone to teach us and guide us to show us the will of God, to help us make decisions, to aid us in our understanding the Bible. Who did it? It was the Holy Spirit. And listen, then when we sat in sorrow, when our hearts were broken, when the tears flowed, who wiped away our tears and comforted our hearts and who made us know that all things work together for good to them that love God. It was God, the Holy Spirit, living in our hearts and living down in our souls. I've said it time and time again. I preach funerals where everybody in there it must have been lost. They get down and crawl around barking like dogs and going crazy. Have to get the funeral directors to come get a hold of them because they just couldn't give up the dead. And then I stood and I preached my mama. It's fixing to be three years my mama passed. And I will tell you the Holy Ghost of God if any of you desire, you know what I'm saying. Got a hold of me and he wrapped his arm around me like I've never felt it before. He gave me the peace that passes all understanding. And he helped me to stand and preach a funeral like I've never preached before. The Holy Ghost of God touched every individual in that sanctuary that day. I had about 20 different people that came up to me and said, I want you to preach my funeral. Folks younger than me come up. I said, I'm probably going to die for you. I want you to preach my funeral. If I go before you do, I want you to preach my It wasn't nothing to do. For what I did, but it was because the Holy Ghost comforter, the promise. See, his first work is to convict. Then he saves her so, amen. But the last thing he said here, I will comfort you. The Holy Ghost has many works that he does. I just showed you five of them. But the last one was he comforts us when we're down so low, when we don't know what to do. The Holy Ghost of God comes up. He puts his arm around us. He says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then he does this fourth one I'm fixing to tell you about. He says, 
peace. <laughs> he says, peace. That storm's raging in your heart. That storm's got you tossed like a ship. You don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do. Your life's in shambles. Your marriage is in shambles. You don't know what to do. And Jesus comes up. He puts his arm around you. The Holy Ghost of God. And he says, peace. Peace. You've got cancer. You don't know if you're going to live or die. The doctor just told you. You're eating up with cancer. You've had it for four years, and you don't know what you're going to do. And the Holy Ghost of God comes up. He puts his arm around you, and he says, peace. Peace. I want to read you a scripture. He said down in verse 27. Look at it with me. Verse 27. Peace. Let me read the 26th verse. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you, I already teaching you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't fear man. Don't fear flesh. Don't fear man that can just kill your body, but fear God that can kill you and cast your body and soul into hell everlasting. God, we have been, church, we have been inherited. The greatest gifts that man could ever have. Did you know it can be heaven here on earth? I'm living in divine favor. You say, same while ago. I walk in divine favor every day. I get up in the morning. You say, well, preacher, you got bad health. I don't do it. Amen. You say, well, you're swelled up. When you tell me, I don't care. I still know I'm walking in divine favor. And God's got me. God's got my health. God had my cancer. God healed me from my cancer. He's healed me from this heart. Amen. Whatever's going on in your life, God's got it. I don't care. There's some of you right now that's got troubles in your life that needs to be fixed. And I'm fixing to give this invitation. God's wanting you to feel this power. That I'm talking about. If you're here and you're lost, never been saved, never been washed in the blood of Jesus, He's wanting to give you the power that I feel right now. Amen. He's wanting you to be able just to get down and say, Jesus. He said, Yeah, get on. Jesus. Oh, that just sitting on you. Hallelujah. Just to be able to say the name of Jesus. And He says, What do you need, Jeff? Here I am. What do you need? Amen. And the promise, the Holy Ghost of God, he said right here in these scriptures, he lives inside of you. Maybe you're here today and you've got so much of the junk in your life. Did you know you can get so much junk in your life that you push the Holy Spirit all the way in the back corner? And you can't even hear him saying, You're saying you're living wrong. You're not glorifying God. You're not praising the name of Jesus. You're living for Satan. Hey, hey, wake up. Wake up. And you can receive all these things that Brother Jeff's preaching about right here. See, it's important that we have peace in America. It's important that there's peace all across the land. But see, that's not what this is talking about. 
That's not the peace he's talking. You know what he's talking? He's talking about the peace right here. He's talking about when you lay your head down at night, when you lay down and you're just looking straight up, everything's quiet, and it's just you and the Lord. And then you lay there and you think, is my heart right with God? You can't help it. Is my heart right with God? Have I talked to him today? Have I talked to him this week? Have I opened up the word of God this week? How many months has it been since I even read one verse? How many months has it been since I talked to Jesus? How long has it been since I recognized my Lord and my Savior that died on Calvary's cross for me? Oh, it's so real. It's so important. Your life can be so different. Your life can be so awesome. You can walk with your chin up, amen, your shoulders back and held high, amen, just praising God in everything you do in every way, no matter what's going on around you. Sickness, death, through it all, God will help you through every bit of it, no matter what's going on. He's never put more on you than you can bear, but will make a way to escape. Y'all come on with a verse of song. God wanting to touch you this morning. Everybody stand if you would. God's wanting to touch you. God give me some gold nuggets right here in this chapter that I've never seen before to this week. As many times as I've read it, I've never realized these four things that God gave us. That we have already inherited. We don't have to wait. They're ours right now. Silver and gold cannot buy peace. I don't care if you own everything in the world, a cattle on a thousand hills, amen, or a thousand cattle, amen, it don't matter. If you don't have peace, you don't have anything. And it all starts with the power. It all starts with being washed in the blood of Jesus. We're saying, Lord, come into my heart, come into my life. Romans 10, 9 says that if I shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, amen, that God raised Jesus from the dead, thy shalt be saved. Amen. That's all it takes. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please, just for a moment. While they're getting ready to pray, y'all play softly if you want to, son. I want you to ask the Holy Ghost right now. You got your head bowed, nobody's looking. I want you to talk to the Holy Spirit right now and say, Lord, have I inherited these things? And Lord, am I using them to glorify my Father, your Father? Am I walking and talking? Am I living for you, Lord, the way I should? Would you know it if he said peace? God knows everything about you today. You're here. There is a pointed time for everything. You are here today for a reason. And that reason is to make things right with God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for John chapter 14. Thank you for that city you built that you went away to prepare that I'm coming to live in one day. But, Lord, thank you, Lord, for these four things that we've preached about today, God, that I can enjoy every day in my walk of life down here on earth. This is the only hell I will ever know. And, Lord, this is heaven to me. If there wasn't a heaven to gain, I would want to live the way I live right now anyway, Lord, because it's so awesome walking and talking and living for you. 
I just pray right now as they play a song that you will anoint and touch every heart, every life that's here. Dear Lord Jesus, we prayed for everybody that's here today. We didn't know that's going to be here, but Lord, we prayed for everyone that's going to be here that you squeeze their hearts. I pray God squeeze them and show them the need to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You come.